Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. Okay, guys, so this is the second episode where we are working on repatterning a behavior. We've received a challenge from Kate, which is an anonymous person that has not even provided us the email, just a name. So we hope, Kate, that you are finding this show and that you can listen to it. And to a notice to all of you, our listeners, this show is pretty intense. It goes uh, down to a challenge that is very personal and very deep. And we have a counselor that is also my teacher, Cynthia Lamb, with us here, who is telling us about her methodology and telling how such a deep and intense pattern of a behavior can be healed. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that this is a radio show. Uh, This should not be treated as a medical advice. And it's very important that you, Kate, get help from a counselor in person rather than only listening to the radio show. So this is not a medical advice. Uh, Please take it under consideration. This is just an inspiration for you to reach out to a counselor. And that will, of course, depend on you to which counselor you will reach out yourself. So we uh, will jump right into reading the challenge. It is episode number two. So if you have missed episode number one, you can find it in our website, the5options.com. You can also find it on YouTube or in your podcast app. Just type in you've got five options and it will be available for you there. So Anna, I will ask you to read the challenge now. Uh, Yes, I will read a challenge again. But before that, You know me, of course I have to say something. Marta, you have ended the previous episode on a note that, you know, Kate really probably is at the wall because she have reached to to a radio show pretty much, you know, and she was at psychologist and she was at professionals. And I just want to say that I have noticed many people seeking more alternative ways of healing. And it's not only about the conscious healing, also uh, just a normal practical medicine because the the standard traditional ways has failed them and I think that this is a very valid point to make because I personally am in favor of trying different things opening our minds so I think that Kate made a good decision to at least try to knock to different doors when you know she she was already under professional care as we would call it and it didn't work so uh, thank you for your bravery, Kate, and thank you for, uh, for reaching out to us. And now I will read the challenge, of course. So the challenge goes like this. I have a really, really bad habit that I am not able to seem to break. You see, many years ago, I was physically and emotionally abused as a child by stepmother for two years. One time I saw my little sister literally dying by drowning until my younger sister had the courage to save her. I believe that because of the trauma, I started to pick up my skin acne until I was bleeding. 
I did not realize until years later through professional help that I was unconsciously cutting myself like people who cut themselves with a blade. My family has never fully understood me and I have been bullied throughout my whole life, even by my own family members. I have been struggling with this to stop this habit. Creams, professional skincare, nothing. This is a habit I have had for 18 years now. I still unconsciously pick at myself and I don't even realize that I'm doing this. What do you think I should do? I have seen psychologists, but the habit is not going away, no matter how hard I try. I suspect that maybe I am not able to stop because this pain will always be there. My whole life as this habit comes and goes. I have also thought about hiring a hypnotist to stop this habit. What are your five options to help me to break it? Hint, would be great if you could bring a guest uh, who is a psychologist or a hypnotist. So we have not brought a hypnotist and not a psychologist. We have brought a conscious healing counselor, Cynthia Lamb. Hello again, Cynthia. Hi there. So Cynthia has presented in the first episode the five steps for repatterning a behavior. And I would kindly ask you, Cynthia, to repeat the five steps, just the headlines, so that we can uh, remind them like very briefly, because of course, if you want to know uh, more, just go back to the first episode. So just the headlines of the five steps, and then we will go into deeper discussion on them. So there you go, Cynthia. Five steps to repatterning a behavior. One, observe the behavior. Two, heal your shit. Three, release the old pattern of behavior. Four, create a new desired behavior. And five, cultivate the new pattern. And Cynthia has told us a lot about repatterning, how the patterns are being built and why it's so important to take care of the pattern and how to do that in the first episode. And when we were discussing how to prepare for that show, Cynthia, you have mentioned that you believe that one of the steps is particularly important and that's the one that should be like really, really deeply taken care of. Can you tell us a little bit about it? That would be step two, the healing stage. The reason the healing is so important, I want you to think about a pattern of behavior like a bridge, like a bridge across the water. Notice how the bridge has some kind of supports under it. You know, it will often have pillars or something holding it up. So a subconscious pattern of behavior is like a bridge that is supported by beliefs. Each pillar under the bridge could be seen as a belief that holds it into place. So your mind is going to be firing, synapses will fire whenever there's a triggering event that happens where these beliefs kick in that say, do this behavior. You know, this is a situation, this is the environment, this is what is triggering this behavior. And you will just be driving down that bridge and be three quarters of the way down the bridge, maybe even all the way across the bridge before you even notice that you're across the bridge. But if you can heal your underlying stuff, which is the beliefs that are running that behavior, what you can do is you can build a new bridge. You can actually change the beliefs and make some pillars that will, when you do the new desired behavior, your brain will start firing synapses to go that way instead. 
And there's going to be a point where you have a choice between two bridges. You'll have the old one still built, and then you'll be cultivating this new one. We can talk about that more, about cultivating the new behavior. But the most important part of the whole thing about changing a behavior is getting new beliefs that support a behavior that you want more than the old behavior. Does that make sense? A perfect sense. Yeah. So the healing is critical. Now, in a pattern like picking acne, what's going to happen is when the person thinks about how this pattern first evolved, it's going to be something very hurtful. It's going to actually be something where they are wanting to hide. The metaphysical reason for acne is a repulsion. So it's actually something that the body is doing to repel other people from looking. You notice how if you see someone with a lot of acne, how you look away? You don't want to stare when someone has a lot of acne. It makes you very uncomfortable. You might even judge it as gross or disgusting. So it's actually an underlying behavior that the personality is doing to kind of like make them like an invisibility cloak. If I have a lot of acne, people won't look at me. It's not that they ever plan that. They're not going to consciously think that thought. But this is something that their body is going to be doing in a situation where they are very uncomfortable or want to not be seen. Now, Kate's challenge was pretty evident that she went through some trauma as a child. She talked about being mentally and emotionally and physically abused by a stepmother. This is a kind of situation where you can automatically see this child would have wanted to be invisible. She wouldn't have wanted to be seen. She would have wanted to disappear whenever that stepmother came into the room and try to make herself small or hidden. So cultivating this pattern of actually picking the acne would then amplify the effect of the acne. In other words, it would make it even worse. It would e even be harder to look at someone with like bleeding sores on their face. So you can see that little Kate was feeling so bad about herself. She didn't want anyone to see her. She probably felt extremely unsafe. So the safest way for her personality to cope with an untenable situation would be to try to make herself the least appealing she could be so that she could be unseen in this situation. Does this make sense? Uh, Cynthia, it makes perfect sense, but I, I have to ask you one thing. You have mentioned that acne is a metaphysical, I don't remember how exactly you phrased it, consequence of wanting to be invisible. Am I getting this correctly? Because what I am trying to ask, is it that our body generates certain uh, syndromes, diseases, and that is rooted in our subconscious mind to as a coping mechanism? Do I understand this correctly? That's correct. Okay, because uh, I think this is a very interesting approach and I, I have heard about it but I, I just wanted to clarify it because it's it's actually quite unusual but also making a lot of sense connection 
that your body actually acts in a way and is somehow driven by your subconscious need to cope with something or defend yourself. It's, it's, it's simply, it's really amazing. And I was wondering if you have any other examples. Wow. Well, I could talk about this for years. <laughs> I, I was just because I, I could imagine that our listeners, when they heard that, that is something very alternative. Yes. So just to give them a little bit better sense, uh, how, how does it work? Because someone can say, well, it's impossible that my body has acne because I want to be invisible. I, as you said, I haven't planned it. It's impossible because we so much believe in conscious that we don't really see the connection of the body and, and subconscious. So that's why I, I wanted to ask about this, because I think many people are now listening and they are like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, I understand. And this is why it takes easily more than four years to understand the conscious healing process. It's an education that I offer when people really want to know. It's hard to kind of pull it all down into one nutshell that you're going to be able to understand because it's such a different paradigm than the way we've been used to be thinking about our bodies. But the one thing I can say to you is that your body is on your side. Your body is innately intelligent, and there isn't any cell that is doing anything wrong. Every single cell is perfect. It's doing exactly what it needs to do. So, I mean, I want you to think about, like, growing a baby in a woman's uterus. You know, you think about that baby, and it's like just this tiny little speck. You know, these two, you know, the sperm and the egg come together, and then there's this cell division, and pretty soon it's, you know, the size of a pea, and then it's the size of, you know, a coin, and it just gets bigger and bigger. The cells know exactly what to do. But something happens when we're grown, and we have this idea that suddenly our cells aren't acting correctly. For me and my perspective, every single thing that happens in the body has not only a logical explanation, but a very good explanation. There is a good reason for every single thing that we think of as dis-ease. And if you think of that word, dis-ease, it just means a lack of ease. The body's natural state is ease. When we are aligned and we have dealt with all of our stresses and our issues, which are all totally resolvable, and we are living in alignment with our true self, we will be at ease. We will have radiant health. Thank you very much for this answer. And I think I would love to invite you in the future for yet another radio show where we could go because you said you can talk about this for years. And I think for me personally, maybe I'm a little bit selfish right now. This is extremely fascinating topic, what you are saying right now, because I think there are some people among our listeners that have never even had this thought or never were introduced to this idea but that is something for another show additional thing that i wanted to say to our listeners because quite a lot of people actually come from ohus cynthia will have her two days workshop heal your shit in ohus most likely the last week of february or in march so you guys can come and get this methodology in a two-day workshop it gives the 
entire digestible connection between those things, the mind, the body, the self-healing, and the whole methodology behind that. So that's for our listeners in Aarhus. And of course, for the listeners globally, you can get some of those explanations already available on YouTube from Cynthia. So if that rings your bell or makes you like angry or whatever, but you can't forget about it <laughs> and you want to learn more, you can find it on uh, on YouTube. So now let's go back to the step number two, the self-healing step. We have already discussed the two bridges and the importance of having those beliefs that will help you. And if I am not wrong, the last thing we were discussing about is that at some point you will have the choice <laughs> whether you take one bridge or the other. So maybe we could kind of start off that point. Right. Thank you. Building the new bridge requires creating new beliefs. Step number two, using the focus method, is about creating new beliefs, about building the building blocks for what's going to create the ability to make a new behavior. So the focus method is a five-step self-healing method, and it's something that you can do sitting by yourself alone. I encourage you to start off by setting an intention to access love and compassion. Spiritual healing relies on love and compassion. Compassion is actually the thing that does it. My spiritual teacher said that the definition of healing is healing is the application of love and compassion to the places that hurt. So we want to get the compassion running. And what is compassion? Compassion is this energy, like if you had someone you loved who was wounded, you would want to be saying to them, it's okay, it's all right, I'm here with you, I've got you, you're safe. You know, so it's a very nurturing, very warm, very caring, mothering energy. So you want to get that flowing first, because if you go into a healing process without compassion, no healing is going to happen. And this is probably the number one thing that separates out the work that I do from most counselors, psychologists, therapists, is that I work with the energy of compassion. So running some compassion and love in your body, step number one is F, focus. You want to focus on the feelings. So if a person has a pattern that is causing them pain, they would just sit down and just start to feel the feeling in their body. Feel the feelings of pain, shame, anger, guilt, sadness. It doesn't matter what those feelings are. Just focus on the feelings. And then there's going to be like some kind of connection. Okay. Step number two is O, own. And for this, you own the feeling. Like you say, this feeling is mine. I'm responsible for this feeling. And kind of make a connection to this feeling. Like where did this feeling come from? And own that it started somewhere in your own consciousness, in your journey. Most people's pain started somewhere in their childhood. And so here you can kind of make this bridge to the first times you felt this way, or maybe a period of years where you felt a certain way, and start to kind of imagine yourself as that younger person going through those same feelings. And when you get a good picture of yourself, 
when this, the feelings started, that's when you can move to step number three. Step number three is a clearing process. It's clear. What we're clearing here is the beliefs and the judgments that were made at a younger time. So you would be sitting with your younger part. Let's just take Kate's example. Kate could be looking at herself as a young child being abused by this stepmother and feeling really unsafe, really scared, really sad, and chances are really good she probably felt very unworthy, very uncared for, and very unloved. So the clearing process is a process of identifying the beliefs, the irrational limiting beliefs that you made as a child about the situation. So Kate might take a look at this idea that she was unloved, that she was uncared for. And from a spiritual perspective, she could begin to see that it wasn't actually true from her soul's perspective. I like to use the image of the sun. If you picture the sun the way a child draws the sun is a big circle with a bunch of rays radiating out in every direction, you can label the sun love or maybe source energy, however you relate to your source of consciousness, and then label one of the rays me. So Kate could label the ray Kate. And when you look at this image, you see how every ray is attached to the source. Now, when we're children, we're born onto the planet, we're always looking to our parents for loving. And when our parents don't love us the way we want to be loved or need to be loved, we feel cut off from loving. We feel unworthy. We feel disconnected. We feel very alone, unsupported, uncared for. The reality is, is that your soul has always been streaming loving. Loving comes right through you in your own heart. All you have to do is actually close your eyes and connect with the feeling of loving. You can think of people that you love, people that you care about, even a pet, even a beloved car or musical instrument can make you feel love in your heart. Just whatever you can connect with that brings up a feeling of love, of caring. And when you breathe into that feeling, you can see that the experience of love is inside of you. It's an inner experience. Nobody has ever actually had to give you love. All you've ever needed to do is connect with loving in your own heart. You can imagine it just streaming in through the crown of your head as a ray of golden light. You're actually plugged into and connected to a universal source of loving. Your consciousness in a body, and at the highest level, your consciousness is love energy. Once you understand this idea, you can move on to step four, which is you update. You can create a new updated belief like Kate could decide to just let go of this idea that her mother was ever her source of love, her stepmother, and she could decide to create a new belief where love comes from inside of her. Love comes from her own connection to consciousness, to source energy, and that she can have all the love she wants and that all she has to do is just breathe into her own heart to feel it. And then step number five, S, is shift. Shifting takes about 30 days. What we have to do is we have to run a new updated belief for at least a month 
takes about 21 days for all of our cells to die. And as your cells in your body, you know, your soft tissue is always growing and dying and growing and dying and growing and dying. The beliefs are actually contained in the cells. Beliefs are stored in our DNA. So the DNA has our life story in there. When you update a new belief and you run it long enough for a cell to die, the new cell will always take the updated version of the belief. Evolution always takes the higher energy that's available. So within 21 to 30 days of running a new idea, your whole body will actually grab onto that new idea until it becomes your new story, your new reality. So probably the most important step in the focus method is step number three. It's the clearing. And in that clearing, you want to be loving up your younger self. And I'm going to give you some words that you could say, Kate. You could imagine wrapping up your younger self in a big hug and say, I forgive myself for buying into the irrational belief that I was ever unworthy. And then you could just take a big deep breath and let that idea go. And then moving on to step four update, you could say, my new updated belief is, I now know that my worth is a given. You know, that I'm a beautiful ray of love light and that I've always been worthy of love and care. And if you do this with each of the beliefs that you made about an abusive situation, and there might be dozens of them, you know, there could be the belief that I deserve to be punished. There could be the belief that I've done something wrong, therefore it's my fault. There could be the belief that I've done something wrong, that it's my fault my stepmother is mad at me and abusing me. So you want to look really deeply here with this method and get everything that causes you pain and suffering. I think that the most important thing to start with, because of this challenge when you read the question, Anna, there was this part in there where she said, I've had this pain for so long, I think I'll always have to live with it. And this is a belief that so many people have that because they've had their trauma for so long that they will never be able to get over it. So the first belief I would encourage you to let go of is let go of the irrational belief that you can't heal this. Let go of the irrational belief that it was too painful and you'll just have to live with it your entire life. You know, I want to let you know that when you clear your beliefs, not only are you going to get free of all of it, but you're actually going to start changing your entire story. People won't be bullying you anymore. People won't be looking down on you anymore. You can actually heal your shit to the point where you feel amazing, confident, worthy, really, really good about yourself, and most of all, safe in your own skin. And this will allow you to shift, and then you can begin repatterning and creating a new healthy behavior. Thank you, Cynthia, so much for bringing this method in just a few minutes, actually, because of course, it takes a longer time. And I think you did a great job to, to do it in such a short time. And really, guys, if you are interested, if that resonates with you, I so deeply recommend that workshop because that has 
changed my life. That has really absolutely changed my life. And of course, it's a process. It's not like, okay, I will tell you the truth. When I came out of the workshop, the next day, when all that knowledge sinking, I was like, wow, I now discovered the secret of the universe. And, you know, I was like high for like two weeks feeling that, you know, I, I, I understand so much now and I have healed so much. It hasn't stayed that way entirely all the time since there, because like Cynthia mentioned, there is actually a lot of these beliefs that we build those things and sometimes they are built on several different occasions so you may have a lot of things built up because of your parents then you have a lot of different things built up because I don't know maybe some accident happened or maybe kids bullied you or maybe uh, something at work it, it is something that might have been built up over many many years and it is a process of taking care of that and it is a process of clearing, like Cynthia, you've mentioned at some point, you just go back. So every time you are choosing between two bridges, the one that you have built in and the old one, that sometimes is so easy to fall back to the old one. Because you have been doing it so many years, it actually, in a weird way, feels comfy. Because it's, it's in some way easier to fall back into that, uh, you know, old bridge. But it's only easy for a moment. Because as soon as you fall back there, you feel like shit again. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, a trial and error and, uh, you know, healing again and uh, applying this love and compassion. This is sometimes frustrating. This is sometimes something that takes a while before you can get there. But this is the most rewarding and the most amazing thing that you can do for yourself. So if you guys are interested in any way, really connect with Cynthia. She comes to Denmark, she sometimes goes to Germany, sometimes to Belgium, sometimes she's in USA. We actually have quite some people listening to us in USA as well. So actually, Cynthia, you come to different countries and it is amazing to join some of uh, those workshops. You do have different types of workshops. So for you guys in Aarhus, this will happen again soon. So for now, to all our listeners at the radio, and thank you, Cynthia, for joining us today. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks!